Welcome to Sky Pirate Radio, episode 44, hot, funny, funny video game podcast. Uh, my name is Jace, uh, I'm a tech deck enthusiast, and I have with me, I, I like to regard him as the as sort of the Doctor Strange of video game development. It's my friend Kevin Stott. Hello, I'm, what I'm, a big, I'm big on the Mighty Beans, actually, so if you've got any Mighty Beans questions, uh, come, ah. you can come to me. Actually, you know, <laughs> Mighty, Mighty Beans are back, or maybe they didn't even ever go away. Are you away. serious? Yeah, I, was, I went past one of those uh, kind of gacha vending machines the other day, and they had Fortnite Mighty Beans in there, so... No, okay, I, see, that's that's the way... You, you almost entered my heart only to get kicked out by a by a bouncer at the last second, because I, I love Mighty Beans, but I just cannot get behind the concept of Mighty Beans... With weaponry like uh, rifles <laughs> it's and guns, it's inappropriate like, for children. Frankly, it's disgusting. But <laughs> one of the things I used to really love about Mighty Beans, uh, other than you know, aside from tech decks, and you could put them on tech decks and, and sort of pretend like a bean was writing a tech deck, is that you could put them in the in the spine of your book as you were reading it, and you could make him flip around a little bit if you remember doing that. I have. Could, I don't. Okay, so what you'd do is you'd place the Mighty Bean in the middle of the pages you're reading, mm-hmm. and you could like kind of tilt your book, uh, like you're playing a Wii game with motion controls, uh, and the bean would flip around on the page and do little dances. They are funny thought, beans, aren't they? They're really funny beans. I think they're great. I got um, one so from a K-Zone, I think, and it was a little, yeah. little stunt man. Hmm... You read much K Zone? That's Kid Zone for everyone outside of Australia, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Okay. So, sort of a sort of a children's magazine that they used to sell at like uh, Coles. I believe they still like do. That. I believe K Zone is still going. Yeah, K Zone is still there. Mania is about to be over. I believe its last issue is this month, which is mm. which, uh, it has been a long tenure for the old Mania. So good, good luck to all the staff there. Yeah, that is that is weird to think about that because it's surely. But who who's buying those? It made sense when, like, all the kids weren't on TikTok, twenty four seven. There are all the kids are jacked into the Matrix now. So here's my. I wonder if up, you know, maybe they're they're like you know, we got an interview in this magazine with a major TikTok star. Mm. Is is that like all you can do? What can what can you do to you could get them like fidget spinners and, and include little toys in the mm. packaging yeah. and stuff. But I, I don't know if there's much you could do content wise with words that kids would enjoy much anymore. That's Fortnite true. Fortnite tips and tricks. Fortnite mighty beans. <laughs> you say <laughs> just a man wearing a suit with Dude. his hands interlaced go on tell me more yes well this this is primarily a, a video game mighty podcast. beans podcast that's what i was gonna say yeah sorry sorry a mighty bean slanted podcast but i did want to ask kevin just in general uh read the room how you've been how you've been doing a bit lately on on stuff. How you? So been what, good. What's the I'm working on I'm working on some some new patches, new new patch designs, and I'm working on a mm. mini comic as well. Goodness me! I just really? happened across the there was some YouTube video. Was like, oh, make a comic is easier than you think, and I was like, look, fine. What the, what what could I possibly lose? I'm, you know, I can watch this or watch a different video that has absolutely no no worth. <laughs> 
real world application for me. And basically what he said was like, oh, you could make a mini comic. And I hadn't, I hadn't really thought of that. So now I'm, I'm working on that. It's eight pages. I'm trying to keep it, keep it really small so it's manageable and I can finish it. Kind of struggling to, uh, get back into the swing of drawing things and being happy with all my drawings and stuff, but that, that's okay. It's only eight pages. I can make it. That's right. It's going to be the, the darndest eight pages you'll see. Oh, um, yes. Are you going to put that on- online for the people to, to Yes, to I will put that online. Done, do you reckon? Yeah. Yes. And it'll be... Very exciting. It'll, I'll, make some, I'll make some physical ones to sell as well. It is exciting. Oh, yeah, that'll be really cool. Hmm. Um, I've been I've been sort of trying to work on on a on sort of a personal project too. I've been dinking around in Twine, uh, trying to to get all that stuff sorted to make a little Twine game. Hopefully before the end of the year is up, but we'll see how it goes. I'm not going to try and put pressure on myself. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, the, it's 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 fun. I like it. It's simple. Uh, the the interface is 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 uh, readable. It's like looking at a, a cork board of of ideas, and they're all connected by a thread, which uh, shows a direction. It's it's yeah, it's been good. Uh, I I think I feel the same way about your art that I feel about my writing, and that uh, I feel like I have to flex that muscle a bit before I'm really happy with it. But I think at some point you just got to go. Ah, just do it yeah yeah i think that's kind of the thing because if you if you're fancying around worrying about making it perfect then it doesn't get done no and the best way to get we need things yeah the important way to get better is to get it done and then you can try again that's right that's what that's what we're all about now at sky pirate studios that's the mission statement is get her done absolutely yeah but uh, when you haven't been been getting getting things done left and right, have you been mucking around with any any little video games? To... Oh, ho, ho, let me tell you, let me tell you <laughs> about these video games. Uh-huh. Um, I got the Smash Bros. Fighters Pass. So oh, that's no. the the five no. new characters. I do love my Smash my Smash Bros. Um. Mm. Four of them are out of the five, and then also there are going to be additional characters extra to the Fighters Pass. It has been announced. <laughs> so the oh. characters that we've got are uh, Joker from Persona 5. Uh, Joker from the movie Joker. Yep. I've got Hero from uh, Dragon Quest. Uh, mm-hmm. Banjo-Kazooie from all those Banjo-Kazooie games and Terry from um, King of Fighters, I think it's called. I think if there's a... Uh, there's, yeah, that's him. And and there's uh, was Petey Piranha one of those as well? He was not part of that. He was like a he was like a pre-order thing, I think. Oh. He, he was kind of a, he was kind of a oh. weird extra one for the for I the f- kind of base game, and then these. Those four are the fighters' past ones, but there's still one more that we don't but, know what it is yet. Huh. I remember receiving the the PD Piranha when I bought the fighter pass, but maybe that that was pre, I think it was still a prelude to the the fighter pass thing. I think you're right, but yeah, I don't remember I what exactly you had to do to get PD. You had to do something, but <clears throat> it was he's a little funny guy anyway. <laughs> he is funny. I enjoyed <laughs> I, like I enjoyed him, him uh, for a long time. 
and then I... How are you feeling about these new characters? These new guys? Let me tell you. Joker is a funny one. Mm-hmm. Like, most of them I haven't... I I haven't really had any kind of... I haven't connected with them. <laughs> so Joker's kind of got <laughs> this super... He's, like, he's really tall and kind of heavy... And so it's like uh-huh. he's like a the, he's like a pong paddle and he's like wobbling around and his attacks are like hard to hit dudes with. He's got this like his side one is um, this kind of diagonal projectile that goes like down towards the ground diagonally away from you and they have to be whoever you're trying to hit has to be like a really specific really in the sweet spot otherwise it's just really easy to miss with it. And it's the same thing. He's got like a kind of a chain whip grab thing that he can do as well. But it's really hard to hit dudes mm-hmm. with that too, in my experience, just because that's normally. I mean, I guess normally, normally your opponents aren't up in the air in that way for you to get them with that. Right. But mostly with these guys, I've just been doing the the classic mode runs with them. So I guess maybe it's. I mean, this is that's something that is true about Terry is that he's a lot more powerful in his own classic mode because it's all flat stages with uh, stamina instead of stock battles. Whereas when mm. you when you're playing him in a normal in a normal kind of game, his recovery is not very good. Um, yeah, I was about to say that. So yeah, some of them kind of have but... some of them their their classic modes are. You know they have they're different in in that way, um, uh, and I guess the thing the thing that you're supposed to do with Joker is like you can power up your persona or something, and then he activate it, and then all your moves are better. But it's I never really got the hang of understanding how to do that because you have like a down counter which like if you absorb attacks with that counter it'll activate your persona, dude. But you also just you also just take the damage from the attack anyway, so it doesn't seem that good. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is... So Hero is the next one. He's the Dragon Quest one. And he's super... I wasn't expecting it, but he's not... He's, like, super He's super heavy, and he's, all most of his attacks are just kind of boring sword stuff, which is a bummer. He's just kind of a big, a big sword man. And then he has his different kind of... Uh, spells that are specials that you can charge up and you can charge them up a lot and they can do a lot of damage and be very good but then they cost MP so he has his little MP bar um, that you use up to to cast your spells and it uh, goes up over time and then also he has his down special which is you get just four random um spells from Dragon Quest and they do all kinds of crazy things but it's really small it's like it's it, it's the box is really small and there's like not it's not useful I haven't found it useful because I like if you open up that box and then if you're looking at that box then you can't you're like not fighting so it's really hard to like right. open that up and then actually pick something that is going to be useful um because a lot of them are like just like sword slashes so it's like well you have to be right up close and in there to get those sword slashes to hit when you uh when you start opening up that spell thing yeah i always assumed it was sort of just like a 
just random chance, whatever you get, you're going to get in terms of that stuff. Because some a lot of it can be very useful, uh, but it is mainly contextual. So it would be a... I guess there would be a way to, to, to aim it, like if you were really quick. But yeah, you'd have to divert your entire attention away from the, the battle yeah, that is going I on. Yeah, I imagine, yeah, uh, with time you could get used to it and kind of learn yeah. what kind of things Muscle are going to be there. Kinda. But yeah, I guess I guess those kind of first two, they just didn't really... I think it's just some of... I think Terry, Terry is the one that I enjoy the most, and I think it's just because it, he happens to fall into, uh, you know, a kind of play style that I find easy to do. Um, mm. So then there's also Banjo as well, which is... He's interesting because they've given him some moves that he he fits in with like Mario and Donkey Kong in terms of the moves that he's got. He's got like this this big air punch that pr- can probably spike dudes like Mario has, and he's got like throws that can bury people like Donkey Kong. Um, but all of his moves. Oh, his his big one is he has this like big charge that you can only use five times, um, and then you can only do it after you die and come back. Which is kind of interesting, yeah. but not that interesting. But it's simple, which I think, I guess, kind of works for that character. And then he has kind of... Uh, you can shoot, like, an exploding egg backwards, which is uh, a tricky one, because you have to, like... If you want to hit someone, the range on it is pretty small, because the egg explodes by itself after a little bit, so you have to be pretty close and then turn around <laughs> to use it. Mm. Um... And he's also pretty heavy, which was weird. But then, uh, yeah, Terry is the one that I've been really enjoying because <coughs> I guess when I play, normally what I find myself doing is I'll just keep, like, I do a lot of dash atta- dash attacking into dudes, which is probably not, you know, how, how you're supposed to do it at the high level, but that's what I do. And all of Terry's specials are kind of... They're good options for like advancing on an enemy they kind of all he has like a big charge mm. forward and he has kind of a spin kick that goes over the top and he has another one that where he kind of jumps up and dives back down which is good for like avoiding projectiles and stuff yeah i'm a bit i'm a bit perplexed by a couple of uh terry's like i, I looked up his advanced moveset or whatever and there are some some sort of fighting game level inputs you have to put in where you have to do like okay quarter circle back and then forward and then press a to do this special funny move and i couldn't really figure out how to do it because i don't really i don't i don't especially have much experience with with proper fighting game stuff so i never yeah i'm not sure how to crack that quite yeah mean and he's got like some bar under his yeah so he um i i've never been very good at doing those uh fighting game inputs but i i've I'm not sure if I know I know all of them. I know I think I know two of the basic ones. So it's I think it's kind of the same as with Ryu and Smash where like you can do a normal version of the move and then if you do the like fighting game input it's just a slightly better version. So right. you can do kind of a I think it's called a circle forward uh gives you a good gives you the special uh kind of big punch charge one and then you can do a special version of the somersault kick as well and I can do those pretty um pretty reliably I was nice. trying to play I was 
at uh, what's it called? Like cash converters the other day, and they had a one of those little Street Fighter Two cabinets, and I was trying to do a, f- a Hadouken, and I I managed to do a couple, but it was it was it's not easy. I don't know. I guess you just have to practice a whole lot. But I think these Smash Bros. ones are uh, uh, they're pretty generous. Uh, and then yeah, the other thing is that once you get over a hundred percent or like less than a third of your health or something, you get access to a couple of uh, extra special moves, which are just like a big power geyser in front of you, and also kind of a dash grab that that goes into a big punch. And those ones you have to do um, you have to do inputs, fighting game inputs for those two. But I haven't figured out how to do those ones reliably because they're they're a little bit longer than the normal ones. Mm. Um, Still stumping you. Yeah, yeah, but that's okay. All his his other moves, that's all I need. I can yeah, I can put them together, and you know, it's easy to like knock dudes up and then go into. He's got like a upward spiral kick, to kind of lay him up with one of the other specials, and then and then hit him with that one as a combo. It's good. I like mm. him. He's a big. He's a tough boy, and he gives him a big punch. <laughs> a big, a big strong punch for all the different Nintendo enemies. That's what I have to say about that. I don't know who the That's last the one is going to be. I hope it's like a more of a silly cartoon man. There've been a. Ah. There's been lots of serious. It's weird to, cause like it's like imagining it from like Smash Melee and all the like silly characters and then like playing matches with random computers in Smash Ultimate and then it's just like just a bunch of like beefy dudes <laughs> just fighting each other mm. it's like oh this has changed um well I've heard I've heard actually around the the rumor mill Kevin that mm-hmm. uh there's been talks in at at uh Sakurai's offices and and they're thinking of getting uh Spike the main villain from the first Gremlins movie as the last uh as the last I don't to, uh, I to don't unlock in a DLC. I don't think I believe you <laughs> I don't think well, that's true. Well, the evidence true. is right there, Kevin. They've been they've been tampering with the the Universal Studios license. <laughs> they've gotten they've acquired it, and they're gonna get Spike in the game. All right. It's gonna be like a Samus to Zero Suit Samus. If your character gets wet, they transform into a Gremlin instead of a Mogwai. You know, have you seen that? I I know you have. So obviously, the meme of the moment is Baby Yoda. But Baby Yoda is just ah. Baby Yoda is just a, a rip off of of uh, Gizmo from yeah. Gremlins. Hold on, you're right. Yeah, he's just he's fucking he's a Mogwai. He's basically hey, looks exactly the same. They do. I bet they're even gonna do that scene from Gremlins Two where the two scientists let uh, let Gizmo out of his cage and he starts dancing around <laughs> to, to the bebop music. They're gonna do that with Baby Yoda. That'd be good. I but yeah, they did. They, they really Yoda did just. Walked. They repainted a, a, a gizmo uh, animatronic. Yeah, <laughs> and they were just like, had an look extra at this one. beautiful, look at this beautiful creature, this alien life form. You've been seeing that Mandalorian. You got that Disney Plus. I got the Disney Plus, but I haven't watched the Mandalorian yet. Mm. I feel like uh, 
I feel like I might get bored or something. <laughs> I don't know. I, it, what do you think of it? I think it's pretty good. I've watched, uh, I think, three, three, three episodes. I think a new one came out today. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like... I mean, this is a comparison that some other, I saw some other people making on Twitter, but it's like uh, it's a lot like Samurai Jack. <laughs> There's like oh, like weird cool. aliens, and our main character like doesn't talk that much. So mostly, mm-hmm. what happens is like he'll just get in. He'll just be like he'll be in a weird place, and then a weird alien will come, and then they'll it'll just be like tense. <laughs> That's because <laughs> you don't know what's gonna happen next. Yeah, that sounds like a good, uh, almost like a uh, you know what what wild monster of the week adventure will the Mandalorian get into this time mm, I, I've also been wanting to see some more Jawas I miss I think Jawas are a good Star Wars alien and we need to see more of them and we got uh, I think the second episode of the Mandalorian is all Jawas episode <laughs> he, <laughs> Sweet, he, has yes. to, he has to go they like steal his ship and then he has to do like a Indiana Jones Jeep mission on the outside of a sand crawler trying to get into it. In the show, are they kind of um, uh, made with the same technology, like the little little LED glowing eyes and, and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, the Jaws are pretty authentic. Some of them... Cool. Some of the aliens have more... a more CGI... Um, like, there's some... There's a couple of big monsters that he fights that are that are all cgi but it's also like yeah. at this point it's hard it's hard to tell sometimes because like when i was That's watching cool. dark crystal there was a character that i absolutely thought was cgi and turns out he just wasn't <laughs> so i I don't, I don't know i i used to be able to tell so confidently but now now not so much but yeah they mm. are doing some it's hard to tell but they are definitely mixing puppets and CGI. They're they're mixing, you know, different art arts that they really shouldn't. It's it's a dangerous line to cross. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's like I can't tell to the extent to which Yoda, baby Yoda, is a puppet or is CGI because he's definitely a puppet sometimes. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess they obviously, you know, they must pretty him up in every shot, you know, running through a computer a little bit. Yeah, well, <laughs> so all the so yeah, a, they did a similar thing in in Dark Crystal. They would animate like some blinks and some like tongue waggling to to bring it to life. More. <laughs> and it turned out but really good. But yeah, sorry, I just thought about Baby Yoda wiggling his, <laughs> wiggling his little, little tongue. tongue. Yeah, just going nuts. <laughs> That's um, probably the ultimate, ultimate uh, closing visual that the show will leave us <laughs> with is like a little, little party scene where all the characters are celebrating that the Mandalorian won. He's got and, a little. And Baby hat. Yoda's there just flicking his tongue like nuts. <laughs> he's got a little party hat on. Um, that uh, he's gif got a little of party Elmo, hat on Baby his... Elmo on the potty. Yeah, a classic. And, and he gets it, and then he start his lightsaber comes out, and he he goes wild. Uh, now he's not. One more thing before we move on. He's not Baby Yoda, right? He, he's no, just he's a not baby Yoda. He's a Baby Yoda. <laughs> okay. But at that, at, no one knows what the name. Like normal people don't know that what that is. They just know Yoda. No. So no, that's, yes, that's it's why it's called that, I guess. Disney Plus has okay. also got a good. Uh, it's got a good show. It's like a documentary about all the theme parks, and I love all the theme parks. So it's been good to watch that one. 
Oh, that sounds sound interesting. What's it? What's it called? It's called um, the Imagineering Story or something. It's got it's. Oh yes, I did say that. Yeah, it's it's got an Imagineer thing in the title. It's it's interesting. Mm. You see lots of uh, concept arts and stuff, and there's also like like the guy who uh, designed the Matterhorn just like goes inside and shows you what it looks like inside which was pretty cool Ooh. now I, I've watched one thing mm-hmm. on Disney Plus I just remembered uh, well I watched two things I watched a little bit of that um, Mickey Mouse you know going going all over the world cartoon yep. that, that seems to be made with Flash or something I'd never watched that yeah it's um, a, that one's a weird good. one I haven't, I haven't watched a lot of them but it's they're making a new ride. There's going to be... So, there hasn't ever been a Mickey Mouse ride, but there's going to be one. It's called Mickey's Runaway Railway, and it's apparently going to be based in, like, the art style of those cartoons, which seems like a weird thing. Like, that seems like it's going to... I don't I don't see them making those cartoons for, you know, another 50 years. It's going to be a weird and dated ride. Yeah, it seems that's, like. that's not, not going to be the only way all the kids are seeing Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Uh, which I think they is what they maybe think now. Um, I watched that, and I watched the uh, the first ten minutes of the Inspector Gadget movie. Ah, good. So I could, you know, I, I need to get back to it. At the time, I was really tired, and, and I saw the opening sequence where they sing the song, and after that, I was like, I think I'm good. <laughs> that was good. That's all I needed. Yeah, that's all I needed for tonight, but I'll, I'll definitely return um, yeah, to Inspector Gadget. Yeah, you need to report I, back. Yeah, I need to take some notes and really, uh, you know, have a ponder over it, because I hadn't I haven't seen the first Inspector Gadget movie since I since The Feeders, Kevin. Oh, which wow. I, which I, yes, it's a, it's a classic one for me, uh, a classic childhood movie. Uh, so I'm very excited, looking forward to, to seeing it again on Disney+. Plus. I, I just had... A, there's a little bit of trouble with it, like, kind of stopping and starting at parts. Yeah, I've had a little like bit a, of trouble with that. Yeah, especially... I, I actually watched one more thing, sorry. I, I watched Tron on it, um, uh. which was good. But, uh, yeah, there were points where it would... The sound would keep playing, and then uh, the video would stop, and it would have to sort of freak out a little bit before it caught up. My favourite character um, from the of, original Tron is there's this old man, and he's got, like, a big yeah. Pope hat, and he's, like, kind of stuck in the ground. He's stuck in the ground. I remember yeah, this you from remember the that first guy. time we watched Tron. Yeah, he's just kind of, like, he's just kind of a waist-up, stuck-in-the-ground man. Yeah, I remember when, when me and you first watched Tron about ten years ago at, at the HQ in Melbourne, uh, we... Uh, <laughs> I think we had to pause the movie and, like, play that a few <laughs> times, because we just thought... His appearance was so comical. He's like a pretty a special man. I just... I couldn't get enough of that guy. You know? <laughs> uh, but yes, Tron Tron is a great movie. Check it out if you haven't. Um, but yeah, that, those are my Disney Plus adventures. Have, have you? Is that uh, all for video games as well, Kevin? Yes, Jace. I'm ready to... to hear about your video game life. Uh, yeah, so I played, I got a PS4 again, and I played a bit of that Death Stranding that everyone was very excited about. We actually did, we recorded a podcast, but I bungled it up, and and uh, I was hoping that by this time we recorded this one, I would have played a little bit more Death Stranding and really got to understand its loop and that kind of thing, but I didn't. 
<laughs> because I, I, it's just kind. Of, I, look, man, I'm just walking around. I feel like a damn fool. I kind of, I kind of had a 180 on that game where. Uh, yeah, like, I, you seem to be pretty on board to find out what's going to happen board. next. <laughs> I just, I was on board, but then I just kind of got straight up a little bored. Cause mm. I, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I, I feel less pressure to sort of describe the entire game this time because I feel like now more people know what it is at this point. You know, if you're sort of walking around, you're hiking, you you got cargo on you, and there's dangerous rain that when it touches your body, it turns you older. But uh, in this case, it just damages the cargo that you're trans, uh, transporting from place to place. So you have to... When rain starts falling, you have to be real quick to, to get out of the way. Um, and also around rain is where those scary hand monsters are where uh, your baby reacts to. Um, and so wait, to so what do you do if you're just like in the middle of a, of a... And there's just nothing and it starts raining, what do you do? Yeah, so I was confused about this at this point. At the start of the game, it kind of teaches you through a cutscene that like, oh, the rain's going down and it's degrading your cargo. You're going to have to find shelter. Um... And then you find shelter and then a cutscene plays. But uh, when you're out in the field, the time fall doesn't seem... Like, the rain area doesn't seem to move or change. So you can find shelter if you want, but it's really pointless. Because mm. you have to get out of the area of the, the time fall. So, basically, at this point, it's just meant for me, at this, this early on in the game, just kind of book it. Try mm. and get out of there. But a lot of the time, when you're in a time fall area, the enemies are around which uh, respond to your movements and, 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 and stuff like that. So you have to be very quiet and move very slowly as the rain is degrading your cargo. And it's very frustrating uh, when, when you're, you're rain, the rain's degrading that and you kind of have to... You, you have a time pressure as you're, you're stealthing through these guys. Mm. But at, at this point, I still haven't died yet. I've never been caught yet. So I don't know how close or not close I can be <laughs> to these enemies. It's not clear to me, so I've been extra, especially cautious the whole game, which has probably led to to me enjoying it a bit less. But I feel like that's what it taught me. So yeah, I, so like I don't know. Often things can be. It's often things are scary when they're they're unclear. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a good thing. Ultimately, it's it's. I think in uh, it's just been a little bit rotten because uh, when your cargo breaks sufficiently whether it's from like falling over on the field which is which is funny like falling down a mountain and stuff <laughs> or, or uh you know get it, it getting damaged by rain uh it's sort of you have to go into the menu and be like okay uh, restart mission and then the cargo that the base was initially sent to what you initially picked it up from which could be on the other side of the map uh goes back there and I can't tra fast travel at this point, so I have to walk all the way oh. back there to get that mission again, restart it, and start again from the top, walk to the area where there's the rain again, and get ready to fail again, because I still don't quite know how they work. Do you get... Are you uh, told what is in the cargo? Because yes. I saw... I saw a tweet where it was like... It was like Hot Wheels cast. <laughs> this guy had like a box of like vintage collectible cars, and I'm like, what? What is like this situation in this world seems to be so dire, 
and yet people are like shipping around like toy cars. I was expecting this would be like like medicine, <laughs> like important things. No, nah, yeah. So in the primary story missions, it is like medicine and 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 you know like so hardware and stuff like that stuff people require. But in submissions, uh, you know, it might just be some some cosplay equipment or uh, music for a, a musician man that wants to to find some music in this, this post-apocalyptic world and stuff. Okay. I don't know. Well, I guess that kind it's of makes silly. sense in terms of in terms of how to frame the importance of the kind of main missions versus the side missions. <clears throat> yeah. But um sort of yeah, I was uh, <clears throat> I was having a little bit of trouble uh with that mission. I kept doing it and and, and I was getting very frustrated because it was a very long trek I had to make for these these packages. Yeah. Um sort of across the map from that point. And and then I, I decided to do something else. I was like, you know, forget this. I'll I'll try something else for a little bit. So I went and found a, a little base that I hadn't been to and I hadn't connected with yet. There's like little sub ones where little extra guys might be hanging out. I think one of them is a, a, a one of the characters is Conan O'Brien, which I think is funny. <laughs> but the one I went to, uh, the one I went to, uh, I I went in and sort of checked everything up. I was like, all right, who's this going to be? And it was it was Jeff Keeley, and then. And then Jeff Keeley said, "Hey, it's me, Jeff." Ke-. Well, no, he didn't go. He didn't say it was <laughs> Jeff Keeley. He, he was in the world. But after that, I was like, I don't know, man. This is this is <laughs> this is just a a game for for Kojima to be like, hey, you want to you want to hang out in my game? Yeah, want to be a funny little character. Uh, I think I I think um, tonally, I'm not so so soul on it. But I, I don't know. Everyone just tells me I need to play more. Mm. <laughs> I don't really want to. <laughs> It's a little bit of a struggle. So, I've been playing Knack on the PS4 ah, instead. Ah, good. The, the, your little artifact boy made out of pieces, right? Yeah, that's the, I've been feeling Knack a little bit more these mm. days. Have you played it? My tastes, have, my tastes are really just refined to just Knack at this point just knack. in my video game just- journey. Yeah, a lot of people ask me, Jace, you are a game developer, technically... What stuff inspires you? And I say, just Knack. Just Knack. That, if I could just make knack. just a one-to-one recreation of Knack, then uh, that I will have achieved my goal. And like, oh, Jace, you, you've said in the past that you love Earthbound, you love all these RPG games, Super Mario 64, and I'm like, no, just Knack, actually. <laughs> just Knack, Knack's thanks. my favourite. No, Knack's okay. It's kind of odd. It's got a lot of uh, difficulty spikes where... Mm. For some reason, it gets unreasonably hard, um, and it's a beat 'em up. It's for those and hardcore Knack sort of fans. Yeah, it's, it's got tough the, checks. It's what the Knack fans demand. It's the Knack fans demand. Yeah, I think at this point I played a little bit more Knack than than Death Stranding, um, <laughs> which is silly. But I, I just I, I think I needed something with a more linear progression. Uh, with Death Stranding, you feel a bit like you're you're just delivering mail because that's what you're doing. Yeah. I had to over the weekend. I had to carry an old bucket of coffee grounds to my grandma's house, and that felt like a Death Stranding mission. <laughs> and so I was. I, I feel like I'm I'm doing enough of that in real in life. In real life, yeah. Death. You know what I can't do? Transform in into bigger versions of me using strange artifacts. Have you heard there's a uh, there's a knack too, Jace? 
I know. I, I hear it's actually I, it's actually a little bit better. They they may have learned some lessons. They've done themselves. One. Yeah, the CERN man, the Mark Cerny, uh, doing it again. Um, yeah, and I and I've been playing a little bit of a uh, Nino Kuni two was on sale on the on the Black Friday on on the PS4. Mm. So I bought that, and I, I don't want to talk about it too much, but the the setup for the story in that is crazy. I I've not I've not seen anything so wild in a long time. But do you know anything about Nino Kuni Two, Kevin? No. Okay, good. All right. You start. <laughs> I'm just gonna. Start I'm ready. It up. I'm ready. You essentially. Oh my god! My my Siri was talking to me. She thought I was talking to her. No. She wants to know um, too. Yeah, I'll tell. I'll, I'll let you know too, Siri. Don't worry. Uh, you start the game as I think a president of some sort. Okay. The president of the United States or something. Traveling in a, a car with a flag on it. A little limo kind of thing. You're entering a city to attend a summit when a missile <laughs> flies past your car. This is a game for kids, by the way. Like, the first game was very, very kid-oriented. Sort of a Pokemon collectible game. A missile flies past your car to the city that you're going to the city explodes, as does your car, and you wake up the president in, as a younger man, still wearing a suit in a mystical fantasy world. <laughs> now, the and the president sort of is in in the, in the fantasy world. They're in the middle of a he's in the middle of this kingdom where there's a little cat prince. And the cat prince is about to be murdered because all the guards of the the kingdom have started a coup against their prince, and and you're the pres- you're you're here in this world. And what do you do? What do you do when you see a little cat boy getting about to be killed by a bunch of armored guards? You pull out your gun that has somehow transferred from the real world to the fantasy world, and you shoot a fucking guard in the head. Wow. He he. Sh- he shoots a man in the head. Like there's like a little blood splotch as well. It goes, Ugh, and he, he gets shot. And I can't, I weird. can't stop thinking about how wild everyone must feel it is that this man has this magical weapon, even in a world that's full of magic. That's that's buck wild. Yeah, to me. they were not prepared but, uh, for just a normal gun. No, I would. If I was one of those guards, I would start freaking out a lot. <laughs> But uh, they all take it pretty well, um, and and that is your main fo- one of your main weapons for the game is that you can shoot a pistol, and also uh, you have a sword, and you are the president. That's so, <laughs> so I guess. weird. And, and you're helping out this little kid become uh, a prince, and you kind of got a you, you you got a kingdom, and you do some cookie clicker kind of upgrade stuff to help the kingdom. It's weird, man. Okay. I don't. I, I'm. 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 Let me just say, I'm completely invested, though. I need to know what happens next. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like it hasn't it's been like done it's just like. Here's what I think. Nino Kuni Two is a good uh, sort of uh, springboard for what I should, should I think should be a test that actual American presidents should take. Yeah. In that. That's they should it, have it to. Kind occup- of seems like a kind of a side eye, kind of uh, kind of a commentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might be. Um, that uh, yeah, the president must uh, must attend the fantasy world where whereupon he must fend for himself. 
I probably wouldn't give him a pistol, though. I think that gives him the edge <laughs> a little bit. It's, it's going yeah, it's, to it's it's, be it's, hard for him to learn anything, you know, make any, have any changes of heart while, he's, while he just has a gun and can use that. Yeah, he can protect himself. But, uh, yeah, I'm still very early on in that, but very, very promising start, I must say. Let's see. We'll have to see where it goes. But that's, that's all I've been, been messing around with for now. So, um, last time you asked but, me if there had been any updates on Riverdale. Now, I, oh. do, I do have something to tell you about Riverdale. And it is that... Please. So, you know, sometimes a TV show will have a musical episode, right? They'll, they'll write some songs for their characters... And it'll be it'll just be a silly a silly gimmick episode. Now Riverdale is okay. a big fan of a gimmick episode. They've already done they already did a they already did a musical one, and then they also did one where all of the characters were playing their own parents and doing the Breakfast Club. What? <laughs> you, do you have any questions about that? I'm I'm open to. No, look, I did, but I guess I don't. I, I guess after thinking about it, I don't. Yeah, just sure, everyone whatever. plays. Everyone plays their own dad or mum. Basically, it was a. Is it? Is it? It was important the to the story because we needed to hear about um, the origins of G and G Griffins and Gargoyles. Their their kind of made up, scary right. Dungeons and Dragons cult. Um, so they did a. Also, the last time that they had a musical, someone got... One of the kids was murdered. <laughs> anyway, they decide that they're going to do a musical again. And that the musical that they are going to do is uh, Heather's, the musical. And so it is a musical episode, but all of the music is just the music from Heather's. So it's an already... It's already musical. And they're just singing the songs from this other musical. Which I thought was a funny. It was just. It was just weird. I've not. I've not seen that done. Hmm. To just take the songs from somewhere else. Yes, Archie. Man, there's a lot going on over there, huh? It seems like it. It, it almost has the feeling of a kind of a, a Greek tragedy. It in, does. Of it's events. a true. It's truly an uh, Archie's Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it should have been called. He also had to. Um, well, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to more spin-offs. Yeah. Uh, more, more an extended universe of Archie, so to speak. It's very odd. I wouldn't have believed myself if ten years ago uh, a time traveling visage of me said uh, Archie is going to be on TV. <laughs> kind of a and he's kind of Batman versus big. Superman style. The Flash. You you come back and there's electricity arcing everywhere. Jace, Jace, <laughs> you need to listen to me. Put stock in Archie Archie's right now. Going big. He's gonna be huge, buddy. Archie and his friends are gonna be so fucking sexy, dude. <laughs> yeah, I can't. <laughs> then he flies away. <laughs> that's all. That's the most. That's the most important message. Yeah, that's all he said to me that day. But I'm glad to hear it. Um, that Archie is going well in Riverdale. He and, is. Uh, I, I guess we'll get to our, our game of the week uh, for, for this week. Game of the week. 
the week. Which is Monolith by Team D13. We'll only talk quickly about it because I I know we talked about it last time um, before our podcast got exploded in in a, in a fatal accident. Okay, so here's but, um, the here's the here's the T on on the Monolith. You're a spaceship uh-huh. and you fly around. Yes. And you uh-huh. use your mouse to point and shoot at guys, and then it's just apart from that, it's kind of like the structure is kind of like. Binding of Isaac or whatever, where you're like getting new yeah. weapons and I, stuff like that, upgrades. But you're wrong, Kevin. Oh, I no. used a controller. <gasps> I, I, what was that I experience my, like? Uh, PS4. It was really good. I think it plays much better on the the controller. I think the only issue with it is uh, accidentally moving your right analog stick and it just starts shooting bullets automatically, which is can be wasteful uh, yeah. with a gun with limited ammunition. But otherwise, it feels very snappy, very good. Uh, I think I like Monolith a bit more than I like the other kind of roguelike uh, shooty time iterations on Binding of Isaac. Mm. Like, I think that um, Enter the Gungeon is pretty cool, but the environments are much too large for me. I like the, uh, the kind of small... Uh, room layouts in in Monolith a little mm, bit is, better. It is it is smaller and snappier in that way. Like in Enter the yeah. Gungeon, they connect all of the rooms with these kind of long corridors where nothing is ever like monsters can't spawn in those corridors. So there's not yeah. there's no real purpose for them. You just have to waste a few seconds of your life walking through them. Yeah, and here you can kind of... You're always moving very fast, and the rooms are very small too, so you're always on the way to something or doing something. And you have a teleporter as well, as you do in Enter the Gungeon. So you can go to any room you've previously been to. Yeah. Which is very nice. It's always it's always kind of clear um, remember- what is... What's... The kind of game state is always very clear to you. Yes. <coughs> yeah. And you've... You fight uh, after you get through a room, picking up guns, uh, getting uh, upgrades, that sort of thing. You f- you fight a boss at the end of each uh, uh, floor, and the bosses are cool. I like I like most of them. Uh, generally, I think they're all really fun to fight. Hmm. Kind of set piecey for for a small scale uh, pixely game. My favorite was the uh, one where you go down the thing's throat, and it's got like a little eyeball thing. Yeah, that's felt a like good a one. Gears of War. There's Gears a good one where thing. there's like a you fight just a big tank. That one was good. Yeah, the tank and the green. I like the green skeleton as well because because uh, I love a, I love myself a green skeleton. <laughs> you know, you know how I am. Yeah, it's more it's more bullet helly than the the normal one of these. It's a lot about, especially the bosses. A lot about. Uh, Dodging lots and lots of bullets at once. I think Enter the Gungeon was that way with certain bosses. Yeah, I think I think in Enter the Gungeon it kind of picks up more as you go, whereas I think this one kinda, yeah it is is has it more from the start from the get go. Um, and you can use bombs to sort of clear uh, the any bullets that are that are coming your way as well. I believe, which is a yeah. nice use case for them. Case you don't want to get hurt, but it's re- I think it's fun. I, yeah, I spent a, a lot of game. time in it about a year ago. I, I kind of went went wild with it. So now when I come back, even after all the uh, sort of 
post-game updates they've been implementing. I, I don't know if that newest one is out yet or not. I think uh, they, uh, there was... So there's... Was, I've seen... They've been making stuff on Twitter, but I think part of it... I think some amount of it is part of a DLC that's coming out in December. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, but... Anyway, uh, they have been releasing a, a few series of, of DLC before this point, but uh, that seemed like uh, it follows um, the end game. Uh, but but I never really get that far. But I, I do like uh, I do like just jumping in every now and again. Basically, what I'm saying is I've I've had my fill of the game. Yeah, it's a, it's, a it's it's a tight and it's snappy. It's got lots of nice effects, so it feels it feels pretty good to play. I feel like tonally, it's there's, it's kind of similar to, um, what all my examples. It feels like Cave Story, because some of the music feels like mm. Cave Story, and it's underground. Um, and it feels like Downwell as well, because of all the effects and yeah. stuff, and they're Fight all extension. kind of underground in these kind of spaces that are they're like kind of man-made, abandoned, big empty structures underground. Mm. vibe they got similar they're, they're, all those three games are kind of similar in terms of like uh, uh, sound design and, and, and effects and stuff like that as well I feel like with the gun effects in particular mm. and the sound they make I reminds agree. me of Cave Story and, and Downwell it's probably just I don't know Cave Story influence I guess yeah being a big granddaddy video game the first video game Cave Story <laughs> But that's Monolith. That's uh, we like it's it. It's good. But, but we did talk about it previously, so it's a bit hard to. Yeah, to kind so of, it might not uh, sound as as <laughs> excited about it. That's okay. Um, our next game, I'm very excited about because I because I still haven't had a chance to to jump into it. Um, but you made the suggestion, Kevin, for yes. for a game called Void Pyramid. It's free on Steam. It's by a person named A Hagen. Uh, and in it, you are a, it's, it's like a kind of a cyber, uh, Egypt Egypt. kind of thing going on in in its narrative, it seems like. And, and it looks like an Amiga game with like a sort of adventure game aspects, I think. Yeah. It seems to me, I haven't played too much of it, but it's kind of, it seems to me like a kind of old computer style um of like a Dungeons and Dragons thing because you're like moving around on this grid um and that you're also like getting lots of getting lots of text when you're like uh like the graphics are pretty simple but you're getting a lot of text to describe things as you inspect it and it's kind of uh moody in that way uh that I remember from like reading a Dungeons and Dragons module yeah Kind of like an Apple II adventure game. Yeah. Or something like that as well. So that'll be <coughs> cute. So that's coming coming next pod um, for, the, for the next one. You can check that out. We also have, um, finally, a couple of questions. Oh. That, uh, we needed to get to... Let me just go to my Twitter and find them. 
Um, I, th I thought I had them up, but I don't. But guess what? I'm about to have them up. Right. Right. <laughs> mm. Now I got them. Perfect. Nice one. All right, here they are. <clears throat> so we have a question from Nat uh, at Muso Muso on Twitter. I don't really, <laughs> I still don't really want to talk about this one that much, just because it's kind of a, a negative Nancy one. But not a question, but super interested to hear your thoughts on Death Stranding and Pokemon, and why there has been con controversy with fans. And I think I think we sort of addressed some of the Death Stranding stuff in, in what I was talking about, at least my own and disappointment probably mirrors uh, however people feel in terms of it being a long time for the game to get started, which if you're impatient, I guess, can is, is, is probably a sticking point for you in a game where you're walking around a lot. Mm. Um, but yeah, the Pokemon stuff just seems like... Uh, uh, you know, it was a whole big situation with the, the, the national decks not having all the Pokemon implemented in their uh, Game Freak saying that they needed to make all the assets and then all the ass uh, certain animation stuff actually being found in the, the 3DS Pokemon that are being transferred over to the, the Switch one. And they were all mad. And, People, uh, and everyone's yeah. angry. Yeah. But I, but I think it's okay I for think, not all the Pokemon yeah, to be in the national there's decks. There's so many Pokemon... It yes, makes sense at a certain point they're not going to be able to do all of them. But then yeah. I also understand that people... People, um... You know, they have bonds with particular Pokemon and it would be a bummer that they that they aren't there anymore. But, I, uh, yeah. I think there's also kind of just... Because it doesn't seem like there's that much transparency from... Game Freak about exactly why there's it's yeah. all just like speculation and so it's like it's it's easy to if you're upset about it that you'll there's a million theories out there on the internet which um make you not like Game Freak <laughs> but who knows what the actual the reasons are <clears throat> The I'm truth sure about that, Pokemon sort I'm sure that if they could, they would. So it's... They're not just doing it for no reason. No. I, and I assume with... With a big... Bankable property that has a lot of hands in it. Like Pokemon. Because you're, you're getting... Word from, from the, the game design studio. The production. Um, anime stuff. Uh, merchandising. All, all, all different aspects of, of uh, the Pokemon company uh, that I feel like it might be even pretty difficult to get through all that red tape and explain all this stuff. I, I'm not trying to make excuses for them, but uh, I, well, I guess I am. But um, well, the, you know, the th it's a whole, the whole situation hard. is that neither of them, like neither, like fans feel like they have to be extremely vocal in order to be heard and and Game Freak can't really say anything so it's yeah it's impossible really f to f for them to come to an understanding because they're they're not actually able to c communicate in a way that isn't is you know will let that happen mm-hmm it's sad, Kevin. That's one of our benefits from being indie, Jay. So we get to answer questions like this on the podcast. 
So please, uh, please ask us more questions if you can. Anyway, next question. Moosey McMahon on Twitter, at Moosey McMahon, uh, says, if you could put any one licensed food or drink into any game, what would it be? Now, this is in reference, and I, and I was remiss to discuss this earlier <laughs> in the podcast. Of course, Norman Reedus uh, travels... Um, through the Death Stranding with, with a can, a re-energizable can of uh, Monster Energy drink, uh, which uh, seems to filter water and transform that into a delicious and requen- uh, re- replenishing Monster Energy drink that you can uh, drink at any time uh, to make your stress levels go down and uh, make your baby on your chest happy. And also to make you pee a little bit. If you that, it is a, a good drink for babies. Babies, if there's one thing I've learned, <laughs> it's that babies love Monster Energy. They can't get enough. Um, but yeah, uh, so so in this case, what 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 uh, character would you have handle uh, what food item, Kevin? I think I just had an idea for this now, and I think uh-huh. maybe it's. A birdie beetle, like birdie beetle sixty four. It's a it's a character platformer, and birdie beetle goes around and he collects a bunch of of little birdie beetle candies. Mm. Now we're gonna have to explain oh, what yeah. birdie beetle that's is. An Australian thing. So that's the thing. Yeah, birdie beetle is a a bespeckled bug. He is. Uh, with with a helmet, I think he has a helmet. He's got like a superhero so like costume goggles, on. He's, yeah, he's got kind of yeah, a costume he's like, on. He's a candy bar that's shaped like a beetle, like Freddo Frog. I don't know if if America has that. His uh, yeah, it's like in his chocolate, and it's got like Rice Krispies in it or something. I don't remember. It's been a yes, long time. And, and I believe yeah, it's been a long time because Birdie Beetle is essentially dead to the world. Uh, he kind of. <laughs> He, he we was can't really buy them less... at the shop. The, the, no, you the can popular, only buy them. At yeah, you the get Royal them from Easter a show, show bag at like a big yeah, yeah. At, a, at a big show. You get a you get a birdie beetle <laughs> show bag. That's why. And that's every... that's the that's this ninety nine percent of source of the world's birdie beetles. So here's here's something interesting about birdie beetle is that my mum is able to purchase birdie beetle branded ice creams from somewhere. <laughs> She won't tell and, me and where. Have, she won't tell me where. She whenever we go there, she puts a blindfold on me, and and I just have to wait in the car while she gets them. Whenever I and, ask her, she just enigmatically taps the side of her nose. <laughs> a yeah, bit of a smile. They're really, they're really very good. I find that whenever I eat a birdie beetle, I I enjoy it thoroughly. Um, I've got, I like the rice crispy that's in it. I think it's a pretty good chocolate. Um, I don't know why it fell out of popularity. I wonder if they just blew, if uh, the IP holders of Birdie Beetle really just blew to goose, um, trying to come up with ideas to 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 get that man uh, represented in the Australian eye. <laughs> but uh, maybe it'll be up to Birdie us Beetle. to bring back Birdie Beetle. Well, as you say, if 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 we could get the the rights somehow to Birdie Beetle, I feel like we could make a pretty good uh, platformer puzzle platformer uh, starring the titular beta for sure 
I also um, like Dr Pepper. So if if um if I can if we can organize a sponsorship with Dr Pepper, put it in the new Cowboy game, and I get to drink if they send us like a pallet of Dr Pepper, that's a that's a good deal for me. Yeah, I really like Dr Pepper too. Maybe we could find a way to get Blazing Barrels to give them sort of code red Mountain Dew <laughs> and contextualize that. Because I think that would be good too. Maybe uh, instead of guns, you have like a giant gun that shoots cans of drink, <laughs> and we could really have them all them be branded. Board. I've learned yeah. something just now about Birdie Beetle. Is that the th- it's the uh-huh. thing the stuff that is in it is not Rice Krispies as as we thought. It's small pieces of honeycomb. Uh, oh, and it was a way to use leftover honeycomb from making violet crumbles. So I guess probably <laughs> I imagine that the popularity of the birdie beetle has uh, has gone down in time, matching the uh, the popularity yes. of the violet crumble. S- sort of mirroring the popularity of the violet crumble, uh, the birdie beetle, the violet crumble said, "You're going down with me," <laughs> uh, and just like that, birdie beetle is no more. Uh, I think. <sighs> I had a good idea last time we did this, but now I'm kind of on the spot and I don't know. I think I want to give I think I want to give Cloud from Final Fantasy some Burger Men, another Australian product. <laughs> Do you know what Burger Men are? Um, I Kevin? I imagine the the some some sort of kind of chip style snack that is they're like burgerings, but they're in the shape of men. Yes. You got it exa- You got it in one. Well, they used to. Uh, they used to sell it at our, uh, our local uh, pro- uh, public school canteen, mm-hmm. uh, and they were shaped like men, like little silhouettes, like uh, like you'd see uh, in, in the white tape of a, of a dead person on the floor. <laughs> that's that's kind of what what we're looking at here. Um, and you could kind of one of the things you could do that all the kids did that was funny in my playground is that they would sort of like uh, cl- like tear the leg off of the burger man and then stick it where his wiener would be and then give uh, him a big wiener. How amusing. That, that was really funny. So I think Cloud would do something like that <laughs> and it would be really funny in the game. Yeah, that's going to be actually uh, in the new, in the remake. It's coming up. Yeah, he'd go, he'd, he'd talk all about burger man and that they were really good throughout <laughs> the game as well. And, and he wouldn't really care much about the plot proceedings. He just cared that he has Burger Man. Yeah, that's mostly um, his deal now. Yeah, that's that's Cloud. That's the only strife Cloud's going through. Is is where where is his Burger Man? <laughs> um, so that's that's questions. Please, I love answering questions. As does Kevin. Please ask us more for the show. We'd love to to answer questions every week. Uh, so please, questions at skypiratestudios.com. dot com. Is that correct this yes, time, Kevin? Yes, that is Did correct. Yeah, I'm smart. <laughs> okay, so that's a. Uh, I think that's the show. Yes, it uh, is. Stick around after the show. We'll be we'll be interviewing Sid Meier. That's going to be very exciting for the post show. Uh, we've know, got a merch a table. We've got some T-shirts. We've got some CDs. Uh, yeah, get a over. photo. We'll yeah, we'll sign whatever you want. Uh, yeah, so we'll just be hanging out after the show so you can come see us. Uh, have a good night. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. I'll, I'll play it out with some, like, good night. So- <laughs>
saw the Irishman uh, last night and let me just it, I couldn't figure out which one of them was meant to be the Irishman I was looking at all these old these old fucking men and just thinking which one of these guys is the Irishman 